Apology and disclosure are hot topics. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Doug Wojcicki, the founder and spokesperson for the Sari Works Coalition in Glen Carbon, Illinois, and attorney James W. Saxton with Stevens and Lee Law Firm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mr. Wojcicki and Mr. Saxton are co-authors, along with attorney Maggie Finkelstein, of the new book, Sorry Works, Disclosure, Apology, and Relationships, Prevent Medical Malpractice Claims. Mr. Wojcicki, welcome back to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk to your audience again. Mr. Saxton, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Susan, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Mr. Wojcicki, let's start with you. Update us on the Sorry Works Coalition. Well, things are busy, and disclosure continues to be a hot topic that is getting hotter each and every day. Doing a lot of speaking around the country, doing a lot of traveling, and of course this book is a big part of what we're doing, and we're very excited about it. It's released in a few weeks. Tell us a little bit about the new book, Mr. Wojcicki. Well, the book is going to be the book on disclosure and apology. It's going to be a real how-to manual for doctors, hospitals, insurance companies, attorneys, claims managers, everyone that's involved in risk and handling claims. This is going to be the how-to manual on how to do disclosure and apology effectively. Mr. Saxton, what led to your interest in this area? Susan, for the last 25 years, all I've been doing is representing doctors and hospitals in lawsuits in the courtroom. And what I've seen is that often what's paraded in front of the jury is the lack of disclosure and the lack of good communication. And so for the last 10 years, I've been working on trying to help doctors and folks in hospitals understand how important this topic is. It's going to help them. Mr. Sexton, what does the research reveal about why people file medical malpractice lawsuits? Well, we know, of course, it starts with an adverse outcome or event. But really, that's not the driver. There's a lot of adverse events in which the patients go back to their doctor and talk to their doctor or never file a claim. However, clearly, when there's a lack of communication or a lack of information, that's when patients end up going to lawyers. They feel that lawyers are going to help them find out what happened or what more they can do. And these lawyers, unfortunately, often resort to the courtroom. What do you tell your fellow attorneys about apology and disclosure? Well, I think we have to realize that as lawyers, we've got to start doing a better job of informing our clients what they can do to reduce the potential of a lawsuit in the first place. We've got to get away from the thought that there's always a battle in the courtroom. I mean, we can fight the good fight if we need to. But we've got to start working with our clients and saying, what does the data show and what can we do better in the first instance to prevent a claim? Or if there's going to be a claim, are there certain things we can do to impact the evidence, to make it positive evidence, to make sure it's evidence that can be used for our doctors and not against our doctors? And so, you know, this whole concept really falls right in line with that. How do you promote full disclosure and apology to your clients? It's information. It's education. There's a lot of knee-jerk reactions 
from healthcare, and I think less so now, certainly, than several years ago. But there used to be a knee-jerk reaction that when there's an adverse event, really the less said the better, because maybe it'll be misinterpreted. Maybe a patient will think that if I'm reaching out and I'm saying I'm sorry, they'll think I'm saying I'm responsible. And that's clearly not necessarily the case. So what we're doing is we're trying to educate our client base, hospitals, insurance companies, physicians on the right way to do disclosure, the right way to say I'm sorry, be empathetic without accepting responsibility. It's a real educational endeavor. How do they respond when you tell them this is the way to go? Well, you know, I think they're intrigued by the notion because I think they've always wanted to, in fact, do this. Doctors are very patient-focused when things go wrong. I'm not sure society realizes it, but doctors feel terrible, and they feel like they want to reach out to families, to patients, and yet perhaps somewhere along their career they've been told that's not the thing to do. We've got to dispel that. So I've gotten a very good reception around the country, and I think you know Doug has as well. Mr. Wachusek, tell us an apology and disclosure success story. Well, there's lots of them out there, I think. And when I talk about success stories, I like to talk about institutions. The latest success story to come along that we've talked a lot about this summer is the University of Illinois Medical Center in Chicago, Cook County, which is one of the toughest litigation environments in the country. I think the American Tort Reform Association considers Cook County to be the fourth worst judicial hellhole in the United States. Yet, over the last year, year and a half, the University of Illinois Medical Center, major teaching hospital, has done a disclosure, apology, and early offer program. And the data they're getting out of that program the first year, they did 40 disclosures, yet only one claim. So I really like to talk about that because one of the things that one of the pushbacks I get, and I know Jim gets this as well, is that, well, this is a great idea, but it could never work in my town or my county or, or my state because litigation is just too tough here. The trial law is too tough. I love to tell that story because I say, look, if disclosure and apology of sorry works can work in Cook County, it can work anywhere. That's a real success story. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Doug Wachesek, founder of the Sari Works Coalition, and attorney James Saxton of Stevens and Lee Law Firm, discussing full disclosure and apology. Mr. Saxton, is there any advantage to a deny and defend strategy? I really don't think there is. I mean, if it's a malocurrence and not malpractice, and so you may think, well, we're not going to pay on that claim, I'm not going to assume responsibility in that claim, that's fine. Believe me, I am not in favor of healthcare providers paying on claims that are simply malocurrences and not malpractice. But still, even when it's just a malocurrence, there's been an adverse event, and if you Instead of simply clamming up and denying, if you reach out to the family, if you reach out to the patient, if you talk to them, if you explain to them, this is what we think occurred, this is what we think happened, often for my docs, I tell them to weave in their informed consent discussions, then you may well be able to derail a lawsuit. That patient may not go and see a lawyer. In fact, you may be able to reconnect and keep that patient still as sort of part of what we call the healthcare team. What is the history of the deny and defend strategy? 
I think it was a misinterpretation. I think that at one point, and it could be insurers, perhaps it was lawyers, but the thought was when things go wrong, when there's an adverse outcome, if you reach out and show empathy or say, for example, I'm sorry to the patient or the family, that the patient and or family will assume that you're accepting responsibility, and then they'll be looking for monetary relief. It doesn't have to be that way. That's why education, and we lay this out in the book, is so important. There's a difference between I'm sorry and showing empathy, and I apologize and I accept responsibility. The latter is reserved for a very small subset of cases in which due diligence has been done and it's been determined that a true error has occurred. Most of these cases of adverse events fall in the former category, but saying you're sorry and showing empathy, I'm telling you, works 100% of the time. It makes a bad situation a little better for everyone, as long as it's done the right way, 100% of the time. Mr. Wachesek, give us an Apology and Disclosure 101. Apology and Disclosure 101, I, I think Jim did a really nice job of kind of breaking it down, you know, as far as the empathy versus the fault accepting apology. And what we talk about through Sorry Works is kind of a three-step disclosure process, and you know, this kind of goes off of what Jim said. You know, after the adverse event and the initial aftermath of that event, the doctors, the nurses, the, the hospital ministers, whoever's involved, gets with that patient and family as quickly as possible and, and shows empathy. You know, I'm sorry this happened. You know, we feel bad about it. We know you feel bad about it. And takes care of the immediate needs of the patient and family, you know, food, lodging, clergy, phone calls, whatever, and promises an investigation as quickly as possible to figure out what happened, if anything happened. So that's step one empathy and promise investigation. Step two is do your investigation. Do it as quick as you can so the patient or family doesn't think you're putting them off or there's a cover-up or someone's playing games. Stay in contact with the patient or family during that investigation. And then the third thing is the resolution after the investigation. If there was no error, you continue uh, with empathy. You explain what happened. You answer questions. You, you be an open, honest book. Again, you're sorry this happened, but you, you don't settle those cases, as Jim said. On the flip side, if there was an error, if your investigation shows the standard of care was breached, reasonable care was not delivered, then you're going to go in there with an apology. You know, I'm sorry we made a mistake, or I'm sorry I made a mistake. Here's what we're going to do to fix it to make sure it doesn't happen again, and let's talk about how we make this right by you, what kind of compensation we need to offer to help you and your family get back to where you need to be. Under an apology and disclosure program, are patients and families who have experienced a bad medical outcome encouraged to retain counsel? Well, I wouldn't want to think that they need to. I think more appropriately, probably it's, it should be put, they are never discouraged from obtaining counsel. They have that right. Lawyers can often be helpful, and sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But I can tell you, we have clients all over the country that have reached out to patients and families and have done disclosure with no counsel on either side. And I think it's very valid. I would never discourage, but I don't think they really need to be encouraged for the process to work. Mr. Wachesek, how can people get a copy of the book, Sorry Works, Disclosure, Apology, and Relationships Prevent Medical Malpractice Claims? Well, they can go to our website, www.sorryworks, 
www.sorryworks.net, www.sorryworks.net. On the front page of our website, uh, pretty much in the middle of the page, there is a, a pretty big button that says Sorry Works Book Coming Soon. Click on that, and there is all sorts of information. The book won't be out till like a week or two before Thanksgiving, but we're already uh, accepting pre-orders for both individual sales as well as bulk orders. So folks can go on the website and give us a phone call or send us an email, and we'll uh, get things uh, queued up for them. Doug Wachesek and James Saxton, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss your new book, Sorry Works, Disclosure, Apology, and Relationships Prevent Medical Malpractice Claims. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Susan, thank you. It was a pleasure. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.